Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Are you surprised to see another podcast pop up in your podcast feed? Well, uh, I decided to uh, give you an extra bonus episode this month. And this bonus episode is what my patrons get. So this is their March bonus episode. Uh, so uh, given that um, most of us are sheltering at home, um, I thought that it would be good to give you another something else to listen to um, the following week. And I have seen a lot of um, artists and creators and other companies um, do something special for their customers and their followers. And and I wanted to do the same for my listeners. So I really hope that you enjoy this extra bonus episode. Um, and it also kind of gives you an idea of what uh, a bonus episode uh, is like for um, the subscribing patrons. This episode, I continue to talk with Vicki Holloway. We recorded this in late January. Um, so it's a great conversation. And we talk uh, about a little bit about everything. And uh, it's really fun. So I hope that you enjoy and listen to it while you are sewing or quilting or whatever it is that you're doing this week. All right, here we go. Well, hello, patrons. Welcome to the episode six of the Patreon bonus episodes. I have a great show for you today. I've got Vicki Holloway back talking with me, and it this is a really good episode. It was so much fun talking with her, and um, our conversation is just so fluid and natural. Uh, so those are always nice to get um, because uh, I... I didn't even really know her before other than I did listen to her podcast all the time. So it's it's always kind of fun when it's just like you have this natural connection and it's just easy. Everything is so easy, easy to talk, easy to, um, you know, just... I don't know. It's it, it's just um, it was like an instant friend connection there. So that was a lot of fun. So before we get on to that conversation, I'll just do a little chit chat with you here. Uh, on yesterday's episode, uh, in my um, chit chat segment, um, I gave a lot of resources on things that you could do from home, um, and I've got um, I've got another one to share with you. But um, you know, it's it's just. I'll just take a little time out again to just talk about how crazy the last couple of weeks have been. And um, it's just, um, you have to, for, you know, I kind of stay up with the news anyway, but sometimes I have to take a time out when I feel it like just getting to me. And then like, I won't watch the news for like three, maybe even to five days. Um, but you can't do that with this thing that's going on here because 
things change, not even by the day, but by like the hour. Uh, so, I mean, we went from last, what, last Saturday, uh, March, what, 14, going from being in crowds of 250. Then the very next day, the CDC said, now only be in crowds of 50. And then the following day, Monday of this week, uh, now limited to 10 people. Uh, so it's just rapidly um, escalating uh, with this COVID-19. And um, so anyway, I just, I hope all of you are safe and healthy. And um, the other thing about this is just the severe impact to our economy and, um, you know, industries like the restaurant and travel, um, non-essential things, um, businesses or small businesses, you know, when, when you, when you have to shut down your income flow just stops and that's a pretty scary thing. So, um, yeah, it's a really uncertain time right now. And I just, I've gone through my own, um, levels of emotions. Um, you know, I, I wrote this in my show notes, um, for the regular podcast yesterday that last Thursday was right before all of this, um, panic buying and any of the CDC stuff started really coming out. And I just happened to be ahead of it just by a little bit because I happened to go to Costco in the morning on Thursday and um, people were just starting to like go there and things were starting to like empty on the shelves. So that was shocking to me. And I, after I got home and I put everything away, um, by the next day, Friday, I was in like a full blown panic attack of myself. Like I, I just, cause I have anxiety and, um, I have a problem even being in large crowds to begin with, but <laughs> unless they're sewing crowds, it's funny because so, for instance, Navy Pier is a very big uh, tourist hotspot in Chicago and it's right on the lake. But there are always throngs of people and you're very close and tight with them. And I don't like that. And it, and you got all these weird food smells and everything and smells kind of give me anxiety. I'm I just I. I just have issues with anxiety. And as an adult, I did not have this as a kid. But um, so but then you get me into a convention center at a sewing quilting trade show and there's tons of people there. But I'm OK. I can walk through those crowds because I'm comfortable. I feel like the people there are my kindred spirits and we're all kind of happy and jolly and well, for the most part, polite, <laughs> but it's, it's very strange what the mind does with you and, and, you know, in a certain crowded situation, you're fine and others not so fine. So, 
Um, yeah, so I definitely um, had to take some anxiety medication to get myself back down. And then uh, I, you just go through these series of emotions like fear and sadness and just, oh, it, it, it just, and then it recycles again. So um, I've had to really, um, you know, just limit the news consumption to only get the specifics and then not have it on all day long. Some people that have it on all day long, they're torturing themselves and they're really getting like, you know, anxiety out themselves. So um, since then, I've definitely been, you know, implementing some things and activities to just be calm and, Remind myself that you cannot, you know, worry about things that are not in your control. And we just have to make the most out of the situation we're in. And uh, this too will pass. So um, definitely rely upon your loved ones. And uh, that's also why I gave a lot of a list of resources um, like not only sewing, quilting, but like cooking, you know, cooking can be therapeutic too. And since we all have to cook now because restaurants are closed down, uh, you know, it's just uh, kind of getting creative in the kitchen too. Um, so anyway, I, uh, that's just kind of where I've been in the last few weeks. And um So, you know, you can use this Patreon platform to post any comments. You can post um, anything. I mean, we're going to be there for each other. And if I see a comment or a post or a question or anything, you know, I'll be happy to respond. So um, don't think don't be shy and don't think you can't say anything. Um, That's what this that's what this um, platform is for. So that other resource that I mentioned earlier is Creative Bug. So Creative Bug is a subscription-based um, online class platform. I uh, was a member of it for a couple years, but then I um, I stopped my subscription because I really wasn't, you know, making good use of it anymore. But they um, have a couple things going on. For 30 days, they are offering 50 free classes, and you do not have to give your credit card. So you don't have to sign up in any way to get those 50 free classes. Then um, I also heard that they are also offering two weeks of free online classes. Now, I do think you do kind of have to, like, sign up um, and give your credit card, and then you'll have to cancel if you don't want to continue after two weeks. But with that one, I think you have access to all of the classes. But I think I might even just uh, take a look and see what 50 free classes there are with that. And, oh, I I just thought of another one, Um, Blueprint. They are also offering, um, oh, I forgot now. I should have written this down. But if you want to check it out, just go to blueprint.com because they're they're also offering something to to people uh, that are staying at home. I don't know if it's like a free, you know, amount of time of viewing. You know what? I'm going to go check right now. Hold on. 
All right, I'm back. So Blueprint is offering 14 days of free access to uh, their site. I think that's what they normally offer. So I don't even think that's anything out of the ordinary with them. If you do watch Blueprint, uh, they do have um, a nice little um, class about uh, fairy gardens. That's really nice. I kind of like watching them more for other topics than um, like the quilting uh, and sewing. Um, Like the gardening is pretty good. And there are a couple of cooking ones. I know that there was this one cooking one that um, taught three different types of homemade salsas that you could make. Uh, So that was interesting. And um, of course, I do watch some of the quilting ones that um, I I find that are going to be interesting, but they just don't put out a lot of that content as much. um, And it's not the same like Craftsy used to be. Of course, we all know that. Okay, so let's see. Moving on. All right. So uh, in our... um, this episode, Vicki and I talk about the Super Bowl and who we think is going to win because <laughs> we recorded this right before the Super Bowl. So I know that's old news, but it's kind of funny to hear um, who we each kind of were thinking was going to win. And Kansas City won, by the way. Um, the other thing is I did uh, some more research on what we also talk about in this episode, which is the Cricut Maker and the Silhouette Cameo 4. So uh, now the Silhouette Cameo 4 has two more wider sizes, and I'm really interested in that. So I think that I am going to um, wait and uh, um until I can get the 15 inch wide one. They are going to have a 20 inch wide version as well. And I think that's coming out maybe in April or so. But I mean, the the more like the larger these um, machines get, of course, the higher the price tag gets. So I think I can get what I want done and cut on, on the 15 inch silhouette um, than I need for the 20 inch. I mean, the 20 inch is ideal if you want to cut out large pattern pieces like for bag making, because some of those pattern pieces are going to be in the 20 inch range, I guess. But I think enough of them will fit on the 15 inch one. So yeah, I'm still pondering that. I don't know. Decisions, decisions. But hey, right now there's no budget to get one. So I don't have to worry about it. All right. I hope you guys enjoy this show. And um, again, I just wish you uh, the best during this uh, tough time. And I hope you stay healthy and your family does. And um, we're going to get through this. Uh, that's what we really need to think positively about. And hopefully by the end of summer, you know, we will all be back on our feet again. All right, here we go. Me and Vicki right now. Okay, patrons, this is our bonus episode and I've got Vicki Holloway and we're going to continue talking about quilting and creative things. So hi, 
Hi, Vicki. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for staying on. And I have, you know, so many topics written down that we haven't even gotten to. So we've got plenty to talk about. Um, and uh, so just a couple of things just to give you an idea. We'll, we're going to talk a little bit more about quilting, but... Um, also, I wanted to talk to you about your um, a couple of other crafts you do, like with your um, Cricut Maker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that Cricut Maker. It was the, probably outside of um, a sewing machine, the best thing I ever bought. Really? <laughs> it was an amazing investment. It, you know, what's really great about the Maker is that you can actually cut your fabric on it yeah. for quilting. That's why I bought it. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to start um, incrementally learning how to use it. And then I'll start designing my own blocks and things like that. But it's like opened up this whole other world of, you know, vinyl and putting vinyl decorations on things mm-hmm. and cards and paper, flowers and um, wreaths. You know, so it's just been, it's been like very inspiring mm-hmm. because there are certain things I'm not an excellent um, artist, so like drawing things aren't isn't my thing, but I can certainly put stickers on an old wee yogurt jar and make it into a candle holder, and it kind of <laughs> taken me back to being a kid yeah. and tapping into some of these crafts that are cool. They don't cost a ton of money, mm-hmm. and it's that instant gratification project. Right. You know, when you're working on a quilt for a year of your life or in my cases, some are several years of my life. <laughs> it's something that is like done, mm-hmm. like completely done. And and that's where making things with the cricket is super fun. Because you can, yeah. even in an afternoon, you know, I'm doing a pretty complicated project. The other part is uh, we've talked a little bit, you know, about decision exhaustion mm-hmm. and being just overwhelmed with all the decisions you make. Um, I, I keep my subscription up to Cricut's design space and their access program. So you can have all these patterns that are already there mm-hmm. and full projects. And on a day when you don't have a lot of brain space, you can just download that project, cut it out, make it, put your own spin on it. You can customize everything. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Mm-hmm. It's it's really fun. And I'm going to start doing a lot more cutting of my fabric up on it because um, the rotary blade takes a lot of pressure on your fingers at least on the way I do it and it there comes a point where wrist neck yeah and really really get your back going so I I would highly recommend it but you got to have a maker to cut fabric because it's the only is that rotary blade yes not yep. the Explorer or the other ones, the Maker. Um, yep. I've been debating because I have the Silhouette 2, Silhouette mm-hmm. Cameo 2 machine. And they're a little bit behind Cricut because they this new release that they did this fall with the 4 finally has the rotary blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't gotten it yet. And I have just been, you know researching I'm, I'm already familiar with the silhouette and how it works and it's design software so I was thinking well maybe I might just stay with it but um, everybody I talk to that uses the Cricut Maker loves it <laughs> yeah so I do. I, the end you don't have to buy all Cricut branded products to make it work okay. you know that's where sometimes you know the only thing I know right now that you have to buy that's a blank you know the things that you're going to decorate 
is the things for the new infusible ink, mm. which looks amazing. Mm -hmm. It's not a heat transfer vinyl. It looks like it soaks into either the shirts or the coasters or the bags that you might be making. Mm -hmm. So that that might be next year. But um, cool. I'm, 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 I'm like keeping myself focused, staying with <laughs> the spot right now. I'm going to go down that rabbit hole yet until um, I learn how to do a little bit more with it. Because you can go down a rabbit hole with some of these um, making uh, like the maker machine and find that there's like 10,000 more products that you could purchase to make all of these things. And right. So <sighs> the Cricut maker itself will do because on the silhouette, I, I can do the heat transfer vinyl I've, I've done. That's fun. In fact, I made mm -hmm. my own bears uh, t-shirt when we went to the game in September and Super. I used this flocked vinyl. It was, yes. and that's what the bear was made out of. Oh, it was so cool. But, um, yeah, so you can do that with a Cricut Maker. And then when you cut fabric with their rotary blade, you just do you just put the fabric on the mat? Yep, and... there's no prepping the back, you know, like on a, mm -hmm. a knife blade, you have to put a stabilizer on it. Yeah. No, you stick it right on the mat. Okay. And the Maker also opens you up to using uh, for chipboard or mm -hmm. cutting, you know, like basswood and some other oh leather and leather like products oh, okay. um so you can you can do a lot more with the depth of the mm -hmm. materials you're cutting i'm not sure that you can do um basswood and stuff with like the explorer or, or any of the other machines but i know right. you can i've bought the stuff and i haven't got enough nerve up to try it yet <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. That's interesting. Yeah, you when you speak of the basswood, there's another um, machine that I got all excited about until I saw the price. <laughs> and it was the Glowforge. Yeah. And, oh, my. We want one of those so oh. bad. My husband and I are like, we got to get a Glowforge. And I'm like, I wish my husband would say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he is so excited about the Glowforge. He goes, we've got to get that. And then we looked at the price and we're like, <laughs> I know. No. Interesting about the Cricut Maker. You should re you remind me they came out with a new um, blade this year, which is etching glass, Ooh. flat glass. Oh, okay. And you can etch uh, metal, like uh, serving knives for weddings. I've seen that done, like engraving. So, yep, yep. Oh. You can engrave things. So you know it has to be flat. You can't obviously you can do curved glass, but the Glowforge, yeah. you know, oh, yes. Maybe when I retire, that will be like another fun thing. Right, right. So for the listeners up. that don't know, but the Glowforge is like this Mac Daddy version of a cricket <laughs> where it it's like it, industrial and it does 3D stuff of cutting and um, and engraving and, and it's oh, almost yeah. like a mini C C what is it called CRC CNC it's, machine it's, yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty amazing yeah. so that's uh yeah he has a big interest in I'm going to remember that and just yeah. put that card out there on the table when we're ready to uh, retire and maybe cool. have a little more time yes one day oh cool yeah so um that that's good to hear about the cricket maker and you said that that that's a new blade so do you think that they're going because it's been a few years since the cricket maker version came out do you think that they're going to like make a new model anytime soon i think they probably always will yeah. uh, make new that's the models, problem with these machines <laughs> yeah i think that this 
This model, though, I think might have some staying power with some upgrades, maybe with your computer and with the um, software and the machine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is one of those things, you know, mm-hmm. there's always upgrades. And yeah. I think, though, the maker's going to hang out for a little while, but I don't really yeah. have any because i don't know where the technology is really going to go with and as it. long as it can cut the fabric i mean that's really the reason why i would upgrade to either a maker or the silhouette four um yep. is for fabric cutting um, absolutely okay good good um do my little research with you <laughs> oh yeah i i thought about it long but you use the time. machine so it's it's always good I, to talk I, to someone I, who actually uses it and I had zero experience with any of these kind of machines. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's gotten the technology on it. It's made it to where, you know, I you practically can plug it in and do it. Mm-hmm. It, it really is pretty yeah. easy to run. Yeah, it's fun. I think they're fun. So, um, and it's a different type of um, creative, using different parts of your creative mind and, and mm-hmm. like hand-eye skill kind of type of a thing Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, with quilting, you um, let's talk about your quilt style because you have. I think you and I have a similar style, but we call it different things. So you call yours traditional fusion. Mm-hmm. I do, and yep. and I mine is called because I'm from the interior design world. So the the design that we call transitional design is the same thing where you mixed old with the new. Or yes. classic with the modern. So, Absolutely. and I love that too. I love doing that. So, talk about how you do that with your quilting. I like to take ideas from, you know, like traditional blocks. And that's where I think most of us start with traditional block based types of things. And then maybe try to figure out how to do a contemporary twist on it. Or even maybe have it be fractured, you know, like take a churn dash and make its elements separate and explode it on a quilt. Sometimes those things are fun. But I also like to take things that might look traditional and put modern color palettes with it. And people um, will be like, really, that's a pretty big, you know, explosion of color. But I also like to do things like I did a pineapple quilt last year that's a traditional paper pieced pineapple block but I didn't put them all together to see the pineapple is that's how mm. you can see it when you put them all the blocks together but I I spread them out and I put more negative space in there and I made six inch sashings with little cornerstones of little tiny pineapple blocks oh. and it, you know so yeah. you pineapple block but what what i think when i'm done i'm gonna have a lot more quilting in that white space mm-hmm. and i'm putting feathers on it and so that's a traditional element mm-hmm. on a really ultra modern color palette yeah. i used tula pink and um her solids and then i took the scraps i had and fussy cut the centers and yeah so i try to try to do more modern color palettes and i try to take a little bit of idea from the tradition and maybe a little nod to the quilts that I've made in the past that were extremely traditional Mm -hmm. and Civil Mm War-esque. But even my Civil War diary quilt that we talked about in the episode, I made it with wild browns and oranges and solid blues and all kinds of different colors to give it a more modern spin. Mm. And, And I think... That's more and more negative space, I think, also. You right. Know, trying to 
make yeah. the elements either supersized or micro mm-hmm. and give a, a lot more room to breathe in, yeah. in my quilt. That's a good tip. Yeah. To kind of like expand it. And, and, and that's what modern is a lot is like having negative space and things that are asymmetrical. Um, so good tips on that. Uh, because I, I enjoy modern, but I really love it to be anchored with something from the classic traditional world. That's just yeah. me. <laughs> no, and sometimes the anchoring I'll use is maybe um, feathers. Yeah. Like traditionally feathers are not, you know, found on modern quilts. It's mm-hmm. usually straight line quilting. And I'm like, come on, modern people, join <laughs> 2020. We're going with free motion. It's going to be swirls and it's going to be circles and, and feathers is still modern and it can be very modern. It well, couple, be- they're, they're, it's starting to come around because even, um, you know, they're, they're adding a lot more curves to modern quilts. And um, a person I had on the podcast uh, last summer, Natalia Bonner, I think she does like a modern version of feathers with her long arm quilting. Yeah, yeah, she does some beautiful work. And oh, Christine gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm went to my first quilt con last year okay and she had all free motion quilting on hers and it was all the circular curvy feathers and yeah i'm like nice yeah we finally have a quilt in the show that's (laughs) amazing it was amazing yes yeah absolutely um okay what are your favorite notions and tools do you have some Um, my Favorite notions and tools. So I have to say, you know, my favorite rulers are something that I love, you know, and they're the creative grids because they have the oh, no yeah. slip on the back. Um, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. And I really, 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 really love good lighting. I have lights from multiple different companies and being in the Midwest and as far north and you probably run into it, uh, it's getting, it's dark already it here is. and it's I need lots of lights <laughs> and lots of light. So good lighting, good and, and the good rulers have made a huge difference for my, for my creativity. Yeah. I'm so glad you said lighting because that's something that a lot of people forget about, about not even just in their crafting and sewing world, but just in everyday life is yes. realizing how important lighting is. Uh, and so. it's amazing when you get a good lighting on your project, your yeah. accuracy is better, the colors mm-hmm. look better, or you'll go, whoa, that was a color mistake because I'm picking colors in the dark, <laughs> you know, so yeah. <laughs> totally love lighting. And I'm going to jump in here with one of my favorite things, too, is, um, and I just got it like a month ago, but I have one of those slimline lights that are popular now. Yes. But I, I, have, I have had that, but then I just got the attachment with the magnifying glass that you can like go up and down with. And yes. like when, yeah, so like if I have to look inside my bobbin case or I just lower it down and look at that or threading needle or whatever. I love it. Well, I love this little um, cube light I have. It's by it's for like pot, you know, if you're podcasting, you need light or if you're doing a video. Ah. But what I like is I can it's magnetic on the back so I could oh. put it in by my sewing machine area or, you know, on a shelf or something that's metal. But it's got a diffuser on it and mm-hmm. it's really bright. And it's, oh, yeah, 
it's, it's, you could take it outside. You can put it on your car if you were had a flat tire. I really love this little light, and I put it in the living room with me sometimes when I'm sewing because some of my other lights I have um, from a co- several companies I've bought lights over the years, and but I like this because it's not it's not as harsh on my eyes mm-hmm. as some of the the lights. I and definitely if you're going to get a light, you have to have something that has an adjustable brightness on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That is that called a cube light or what is that called? Loom L U M E L U M E. Okay, I lied. It's a Litra. <laughs> Loom makes another one, oh, but L-I-T-R-A. I bought the, the, okay. Yeah, this is a Litra L I T R A. Yep. Yeah, both I'll, of them. I'll include that in the post. Fantastic. That's a cute little light. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Pop it in your purse if you're yeah. traveling, you know, especially up here if I worry about a flat tire or sure. something. Sure, and a magnetic too. Yep, that's convenient. Great, thing. great. I think some people use them for like GoPros and stuff, or if you're a camper. Mm-hmm. But I use it for crafting. Yes, yeah, that's very cool. I love I love learning about things that I haven't heard of before. So <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I do too. I do too. <laughs> um. Okay, and. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, because you you did a podcast recently and was talking about your outlook for 2020. And uh, I I wondered if there is a project that you really, really want to do just for yourself. There are several, actually. Um, 2020, I decided is the year that I need to probably back off a little bit on making quilts for magazines. I did, I think I was published in three last year, which is a record for me. I still work full time and I wanted to do a Gwen Marston inspired improv quilt. Mm -hmm. That's part of a challenge that that my circle of friends um, quilting is doing. I'm finishing up a block of the month that I bought last year and I never sat down and did it. Um, and it's a, it's traditional quilts with black background and solid colors. And then after that, I wanted to keep exploring, making something that's a little more traditional with a modern spin on it. So I was thinking about a potential churn dash or something that, you know, log cabin, things that are steeped in tradition Mm -hmm. but made a little more modern and i still am toying with that dear jane i have the book i have (laughs) i have the book too (laughs) and i'm just like i don't know if 2020 is the year but um, i do want to do that and the other thing i want to do is just really assess my scrap piles here um Mm -hmm. start looking at you know what do i need to use up how do i want to use it up do I want to keep it? You know, that kind of a thing, you know, because there just comes a point where you don't have enough room. But yeah, those yeah. are the, the, the things I want to do for myself this okay. year. And I have a old pineapple quilt to quilt, you know, old traditional based looking pineapple quilt that we talked about. Uh-huh. And I just finished up a more modern. It's a real pineapple. Um, it made the Internet last year um, and the year before as a fad where everybody made. They're just made with little squares and half squares with the top. And it looks like a real a pineapple. pineapple. Uh-huh. So that's on my list that I want to quilt oh, this cool. year. Yeah. And. You know, the other part is for myself. I need to grow up and put big girl pants on and tackle my mountain over here of six or eight quilts that I need to bind. Ah. I was very, very lucky 
that for several years I had a friend who bound all my quilts for me. And she's incredibly ill right now. And um, she's actually in hospice. So, oh. you know, she's not my binding angel anymore. And she gave me some great tips on how to grow up and miter my corners for real. <laughs> and I curved them for a long time and how to get them to lay flat in what some of my mm-hmm. my mistakes were. And I I need to do that for myself. I need to just learn how to do it proper. And it's always when I go to a quilt show, my biggest um, comment is mm-hmm. that my binding, I, if I did it myself, my binding um, was not up to par. Oh. <laughs> so it's uh, something that I really, really, really want to learn for myself this year mm-hmm. as um, doing, I, I farmed out a lot of my binding mm-hmm. over the last few years. I got way far behind mm-hmm. and I need to do that. Yeah, it. I hear binding is definitely some some sometimes the least favorite part of uh, quilt making for some people, um, but it, it it it's never really bothered me that much. Um, the only part that was the most tricky for me was um, getting that when you close when you get to the end and yeah. you connect the beginning to the end, and um, yep. I wanted to do it with that diagonal seam where it's the bias seam where it becomes invisible and I finally (laughs) finally have figured it out (laughs) and I'm like hallelujah I have learned something but I will be honest there are times I give it three attempts if I can't get that angle the 45 Uh degree bias angle delay on the third attempt I will do a straight on I will (laughs) Well, yeah. I will top it off. I will add more binding and I will do the simple straight. Well, you fold it over and yeah. And, yeah. And uh, you, I mean, it's so fast and easy to do it that way. And I tell myself that too, but then I'm like, no, you're going to do this. You're going to get it. <laughs> so there I sit I for another 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because I used to hand cut all, because this is how, you know, the traditional taught, the way you were taught was, I actually, remember how you used to make a tube and cut all your binding on the bias? Did you I, ever try that? I have it's tried night- it. It is a nightmare. I don't like it. It never works out. Never. I and have tried so, it. I'm like, I've done that. Why is this so hard? Joining pieces shouldn't be that hard for me, but it is. So that's <laughs> um, the other goal for this year is learning how to do all my own binding and tackle this mountain here. <laughs> well, I need to do a video because I've, I've figured out a little shortcut way that I do mine where you, some, some of these processes, they complicate it to no end and um, it gets too confusing. So... Um, like I right. even at one quilt show bought the acrylic binding tool and everything and all these steps and, you know, forget it. So I don't even measure or do ruler or anything. The only thing I do is mark. So um, yeah. I'll do a video on that to see. Maybe you can watch That'll it later awesome. on. <laughs> Excellent. I'm looking forward to your binding tutorial. Because <laughs> we'll see if I can duplicate I- it. <laughs> That's another thing. It's just like practicing quilting. If I haven't done that binding in a while, then I'm like starting over again. But then once I get it, I'm like, okay, now remember this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I want to do like all of them in succession. That yeah. way it's like, yeah. and save the biggest one for the end so that it's, it's good, you know, right, instead right. of start all hangings. <laughs> 
And then um, do you like to do you then you do the hand binding when you flip it over and close it? I do that a lot, too. I know a lot of people like to do the machine one and and I have done it. I mean, especially on like little baby quilts, but I still haven't gotten it to the point where I'm like happy the way it looks when you see the yeah, stitching I've, on the other side. I've attempted it and and I've never been super happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of and I like doing handwork. So, you know, yeah. doing the binding is the one, one thing I can still stitch pretty quickly and not right. get it's not tired. Not that bad. Yeah. And then you could do it while you watch TV or Netflix or whatever. So, yeah. football games. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This is awesome. So, all right. Speaking of football, who who are you going to root for in the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I can't say that. In the big game this year. <laughs> oh, the big game. I really think the 49ers are going to be the really? team. I do. They probably but- will, but I'm kind of um, cheering for Kansas City. Uh, well, and because um, my husband will never let this go, but their quarterback Mahomes yes. was supposed to be the Bears quarterback this year. And That's right. Yes. Not about that. Wow, what huge a mistake. What made on the yes. Bears? Yes. So, yeah, every time we watch him, and then he's like, "Oh, he's so good. Oh, the Bears could have had him. That could have <laughs> could have been a contender." <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you so much for coming on to my Patreon bonus podcast show. I really appreciate it. And it's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, You've shared a lot of great tips um, on the show. So that's wonderful. And who knows, we have to do this again, maybe next year. (laughs) Absolutely. I had an incredibly good time. And I wish that all of your patrons... um, that they will appreciate what a great show you have and support. And I, I really enjoyed being on, on the show, Stephanie. Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast. The podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Socha. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.